All right. Well, welcome back to the Temporal Eternal podcast. We are so glad you are with us today. Glad to have Matt back as well. I know you're a little bit under the weather for a little bit, Matt, so I'm glad you are here. Um, obviously, last week we had Leah Hope on, and she was uh, she fantastic. Killed she killed it. I mean, just hearing her story and just even some of the just conversations about uh, our personal calling, our vocational call. I just, I mean, I thought it was really phenomenal. I learned a lot and took a lot from it, and I hope you guys did as well. Uh, once again, Temporal Eternal is all about focusing on eternity um, and in our just everyday life, right? And all of our, our you know, actionable decisions that we can make. And uh, if you're a first-time listener or uh, viewer, either on Spotify, Apple, or YouTube, thank you for joining us. Uh, we have several other episodes and social media as well. And uh, we're very excited because it is official. We are live on our website, temporaleternal.com. That is temporal, T-M-P-O-R-A-L-E-T-E-R-N-A-L.com. And on there we'll have information about the podcast. But then also we have some cool apparel that we are, are wearing that is uh, faith-based apparel um, and, uh, if there's one right there, there's the hoodie. The hoodie looks dope, man. I, it looks I, good, man. I, uh, I know. I like the hoodie. I was Especially during winter on, months. Said, so. I'm, I'm wearing the same shirt as you tonight. So I know it wasn't planned. We didn't plan this at all, but, uh, we, we are wearing the, the same shirt. So, so yeah, but there's a lot of cool stuff and really the heart behind it's it is that it would too. be a great quality. We have a like, Bella canvas for most of our, um, t-shirts and hoodies. And then we have dad hats, trucker hats, and beanies, really a few cool beanies. So check it out. And um, we tried to keep the pricing as reasonable as we could, honestly. Um, but the whole heart and uh, goal behind it is that it would be shirts that would remind people um, of eternity. And then also a lot of the funds um, are going to be going towards other initiatives. I'm um, really the, the big vision of Temporal Eternal is that we do um, gospel-centered con uh, content online. So the podcast is like really the bedrock, the foundation of it all, but um, we have some really awesome visions about spoken word videos, about just a lot, a lot of cool stuff the Lord has given us. Um, and really it's just going to go uh, a lot of the proceeds of the apparel, especially early on, it's just going to go towards the, the cost of developing those things. Uh, we're going to have a big drop in a couple months just uh, with our shine series which is going to be all about evangelism and evangelism geared shirts which i'm really really excited about um but yeah check them out limited too, you know, so yeah it will be limited that's true so um you know check check it out uh limited some ways we'll, we'll see if, if there's a demand we'll, we'll make it happen we'll make it happen but uh you know we'll, we'll see what happens but um you know, we appreciate your support and, you know, getting a t-shirt, representing a hat or something like that um, and making a post about it as well. Uh, just because, uh, yeah, I just really believe that God is uh, going to be doing something with this. And not only would it challenge and inspire Christians, uh, but also that it would bring uh, non-believers to know more about Jesus and hopefully come to Christ. So, so yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm super excited about the the podcast today. Uh, me and Matt are going to go through a couple of things um, and, uh, you know, just kind of sharing from our hearts and stuff and just continuing with the eternity theme. So are you excited about that, Matt? Um, I'm confused. What are you talking about? Did I not tell you? Tell me what? Uh, I'm switching things up on you today. 
I'm asking you questions. We're going to get to know who me. Donald is. You're asking me questions. Yeah. I okay. Need you All right. To be ready to, you know, find out what's happening in your life. We need you to tell okay. us. Okay. We need you to tell us because, you know, I've known Donald for what? Almost two years now, two and a half years. Um, yeah. And I've never met Donald in person. It's all. That's online. true. <laughs> it's all online. That's so true. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I'm in Cincinnati. We met through a Facebook group doing business stuff. And it just so happens yeah. we both, you know, have, you know, pretty similar backgrounds in ministry and uh, just yeah. church life and all that. But I think I need to know a little bit more. I've never really asked him questions about his life. So I think it's good for the podcast to also know. So All right. let's go ahead All and right. start we this. Can... You go, you cool with that, Donald? Yeah, we can go with it. I mean, it's this is, uh, you know, for we were talking uh, about it this week too, Matt and I. And I mean, I think even our heart and goal, and we love feedback too in the comments, but our heart and goal is that this wouldn't just be another sermon you hear on, you know, after your Sunday service, but this would be a conversation. So for that reason, let's do it. Let's have some fun. And uh, I am as best I can. With what I don't know what questions I have no idea what yeah, questions you're yeah, you don't me. know what questions um, I, I will I will answer them if I can so uh, so I guess oh, I'll you'll let be you able take to over Matt them. you'll be able to answer them <laughs> I don't want to hear it the first one is where did you grow up because I okay, so, last time I yeah. checked you have moved you've been in like fifteen different states living <laughs> so I need to know like where you grew up like tell me where you've been what you've done. Type stuff. Yeah. So, um, so you were just asking kind of childhood where I grew up or yeah, yeah, yeah. what childhood. exactly? Yeah. Childhood. So I, I grew up in a city called Brockton, Massachusetts. It's just a uh, city of champions, just South of Boston. Um, born and raised in, in Massachusetts. Uh, huge, did you, wait, did uh, you say Patriot. city of champions? Yeah, that's, that's what Brockton's called. There's uh, there's two boxers from Brockton, uh, Marvin Hagler and Rocky Marciano. Rocky Marciano was like the only undefeated boxer. Um, I think it was like 40-something or 50. Mayweather actually technically just surpassed him before he retired. Um, okay, but yeah, so that's why we're known. referring to the Patriots or something, but okay. No, no. That's why, well, Boston tried to do the City of Champions um, and then Brockton kind of pushed back and then Boston was like City of Championships they had to do because of that, but... Um, but yeah, so that's that's where I'm from. I'm from Brockton, uh, from the north. Obviously, I live in Arizona now. Um, but yeah, born and raised in uh, in Massachusetts. It was uh, my father, my mom, me, and uh, my younger sister, Candace. So so yeah. Okay, so you started there. When did you move there? From there, like age wise. Yeah, so I um, I was there my whole kind of childhood, and then um, I. I moved. So, so essentially what happened, uh, I guess, I don't know if I'm, I might be answering some other questions, but to kind of explain, do you, do you, no, you want me to explain go, like what the cause of the move? Okay. Just do you. So, so basically I, I wasn't going to graduate on time in high school. I was, uh, I was a, uh, not the best behaving kid. I got suspended, um, elementary school, middle school, high school. I was a class clown. I was at an alternative school my last two years of high school. Got in trouble a lot. Um, I, I tested well. I, I was a fairly smart kid, if you will, but I, I didn't apply myself. Kind of had a 
grew up in a Christian home, but um, it was a little bit chaotic family life. My mom dealt with a lot of mental health issues. She's doing a lot better now, but that was a a good piece of it. And then I was a broken, broken kid, you know, um, that uh, grew up in the church, but didn't have an intimate relationship with Jesus. Um, and, you know, I, I found my fulfillment in friendships and, and, you know, girlfriend and anything, you know, but the Lord, um, not a whole lot of partying a little bit, but that really wasn't, wasn't my thing, but it was just really my identity was jacked up and I didn't have intimacy with God, even though I would go to church once or twice a week with youth group and everything. So, uh, fast forward to, um, senior year. And, uh, I remember we'd have a winter conference every year, uh, for your youth group. And all the time I'd feel convicted and then I'd go right back to my own thing. And that happened junior year. I did it again where I knew God was calling me to, you know, do something more and, and to him, but I just kind of ignored it. So in my senior year, uh, my friend Hans, Hans Wolf, um, invited me to visit him in Phoenix and, uh, he was going yeah, Phoenix, Arizona, and he was going to um, a school called Master's Commission, which is basically like a hands-on discipleship program. Uh, a lot of people go there and then, you know, f- continue to go into pastoral ministry or, or you know, full-time ministry, and a lot don't. A lot of times it's just like a gap year, like a one- or two-year thing just to kind of have your foundation with God, really figure out who you are, maybe what God's calling you to do. So I went to go visit him. Um I wasn't going to graduate in time and it was like spring break and I went to see him and I was just going to hang out with my friend. He's one of my, one of my best friends and is one of my best friends. And, um, he, he kind of tricked me cause he had me come during their college days and I'll, I'll never forget. I went there and we were just hanging around them and I, I just started seeing like, you know, a hundred young people lay hands on somebody and pray for them or just worshiping God. And, and they were doing illustrated sermons and human videos and dramas. And I just throughout the entire experience for those few days, I just felt the Holy Spirit um, drawing drawing me to him in, in such a real and radical way. And I knew in that moment that God called me to go to master's. And even though I was kind of jacked up, I just knew that that was the next step. So I actually um, got my GED a few months later, uh, saved money. Uh, my parents, different people in the church helped support so I could pay for my tuition in full. Um, <clears throat> and then I was able to go a master's in September of 07. So that, so I was in Phoenix for a year and then we went to Dallas um, after that to go start a church master's commission did. And then I was in Dallas for seven or eight years. So that's so like, you know, kind of that they, time. They travel and do ministry, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So did a part you of it, like, come to we, Cincinnati? we never did. I never actually did it. We never did it. I personally didn't do any ministry in Ohio. Um, I was, I, I had traveled to Illinois, Indiana. That's probably the closest to you guys that I went. Um, I guess the, Atlanta but yeah, yeah. Chapter is it? Do you guys call chapters or whatever? I know there's a, there's Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta Masters Commission. Yeah, yeah. So I think yeah. it was them they came up because Masters Commission mm-hmm. they come through our churches up here all the time, or they used to. Yeah, there's there's like still at one point there was like a couple hundred of them. I think there's still like sixty programs, and there's a lot of also discipleship programs that are very much modeled after master's commission. It might not have, um, its name, but yeah, very similar, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm grateful for it. I mean, I met my wife at the church 
that we were at in Dallas. Um, it definitely was transformational for me, you know, and, and God like radically changed my life. Um, in that, in that, you know, the couple of years I was there as a student. And then also it was an awesome opportunity to be kind of in a more of a leadership role and, uh, help with community outreach and traveling and stuff like that with, with teams to, um, different countries, as well as just all over the, all over the States, just uh, doing youth services, uh, conferences, things like that. So you were, you met your wife in Dallas. Did yep. you, you're in Arizona now though. Mm-hmm. Did you, you said you've ended up in Chicago, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so Azzy and I were married two years, um, and then in Texas, and then, uh, we got a call about an opportunity, uh, to, uh, for a pastor position at a church called Christian Hills church in Orland Hills, Illinois. That was my first, uh, pastoral assignment. We were there for about three and a half years. I was heavily involved in uh, youth and young adults ministry outreach. Um, and yeah, that was just Chicago suburbs. So that was fantastic. I mean, we loved it. Um, it's a really cool church. Uh, pastor Mike McCartney, he's still the lead pastor there. Brennan, who's our, you know, normal, uh, person with us. He's a youth, he's still youth pastor in there. And actually he's actually kind of dual associate as well. So yeah, we love that church a lot, a lot of close friends there. So yeah, so we were there three just over three and a half years. And then we went to a church in Moline, Illinois for one year. And that's right on the border of um, Iowa and, and Western Illinois. And I was youth pastor there at, um, at Calvary, which is a uh, Calvary QC, really awesome, awesome church too. So we were really blessed to be part of two amazing churches. And then, uh, you know, in 20, really at the end of 2019, going into 2020, I just uh, felt that, uh, Holy Spirit was really speaking to us that we needed to step away from ministry, that we had to focus on our family. Uh, I had to focus on some of my junk and, and just spending time with Jesus, that uh, ministry and um, being a pastor and, and those sort of things, I just wasn't in the best place to lead others, right? And it was it was more of a, a job in the fulfillment of the, the, the position more than the fulfillment of God, you know, was kind of the priority, right? So just we realized like okay we need to step away so we we did uh you know end of february 2020 we stepped away right right as covid was starting to pick up steam um and then we and moved to started, arizona uh, that's when i think we connected yeah we connected shortly after that yeah, yeah exactly um that was weird and uh <laughs> it was cool yeah one well, it's cool just because we were both both had had some challenges in our life and uh both you know former youth pastors and stuff and we are more in a marketing Facebook group and kind of doing the marketing side and it's kind of just a, a God, a God thing, um, that he kind of like brought this kind of friendship together, if you will. So, so yeah, so then we've been in Phoenix. This is where all my wife's family is almost all of them. There's a couple others in Cali, but, um, all my wife's family's here. And then my folks just moved here, uh, this, this past year. Uh, to be near us and and my my kids and and my wife so so yeah so we're blessed I mean uh, I miss the north but um but you know it's it's really cool to have family here doing what God's telling you to do right now so exactly yeah now okay so how many kids do you have again so I have three so I have Donnie yeah. who's he's Donald the fourth so he's five I have Haven who's three um 
And then my second daughter, Emberly, who's about 18 months now, about a year, almost a year and a half. How old are you? It's crazy. I am. So I turn 33 next month, believe okay. it or not. Okay. So you're kind of old. Starting, you're I'm old. starting to feel old. Yeah. I'm, start, <laughs> I'm starting to feel it now. So you're starting to feel old. Oh, man. I've been feeling old the last like year. I feel like. Getting the gray don't talk to me everything. don't talk to me about that until you're 30 okay like don't even and then i know because i i know some of our listeners because they text me and some of our listeners are in their 40s 50s 60s 70s so um it's all perspective i'm not calling you you old our amazing audience it's just uh it's just perspective i will say that as you get older like emotionally mentally i mean i still feel like i'm 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 20 now if i start you know doing sports I, I don't feel that way but but like mentally right now i i feel you know you still feel sharp okay now i have a question yeah go ahead if you had a hundred million dollars what would you do with it like i don't know question. like what would you do it within your family or, or just whatever you have full control of it what would you do with it cash a hundred million dollars cash <laughs> that's a fun question uh well first thing um i would do is uh make sure you know tax stuff we make sure we're not you know messing <laughs> ourselves up there um but uh but no i mean we first thing we do is we would we would tithe um tied to our local church or with that amount probably several churches that we uh that we believe in i i personally i believe in the tithe we've we've always uh given at least 10 percent if if not more um but at least 10 percent. so that's always number one priority anytime i think about um money um and then after that you know it's probably shifted in the last couple of years um i would uh i mean that's a lot of money so i would probably invest a lot of it into different businesses so that it could grow uh just because of i think there's some wisdom behind that um, and that you, you could in real estate and other things like that, I would, I would want to invest some of that so that it would continue to multiply and that we could continue to do more good things. I would help my parents out, pay off their house. I would do the same thing for Azzy's folks. Um, and, uh, and then from there I would, it would just be, you know, take, making sure, you know, we'd have a house, making sure I take care of my family. Um, and then, and then from there, it'd just be, it'd be fun. It would be, you know, what type of mission stuff could we work on, um, out of this country? What type of things that we could do inside this country? There's a lot of cool vision things I have, um, for just media ministry ideas. Like I said, kind of earlier, like spoken word, um, there's this really cool website. It's going to be like a gospel message website that I'm trying to create in the next three to six months. So like putting more into that um you know so that's that's probably what i would do with it yeah so okay that's a lot there's a lot mm -hmm. to do there well i mean that's a lot of money i mean that's the difference it between like five thousand dollars i mean that list gets much smaller <laughs> so much smaller yeah you're right <laughs> now if you could remove all barriers from your relationship with god how happy would you be? Do you, I know like sometimes we feel we have barriers up that's blocking us from having the full relationship we need. What 
how would you feel if you could do that? Yeah, I mean, I think. Um, I know that was a, that was a that's a deep question, kind of. So. Yeah, well, it's it's a, it's a tough question in general, though, because like, really, it, all, all it is it's a, it's just really it's just consistency, right? It's it's not the up and down of your peace being affected, your fulfillment, your your confidence in him and who he's created you to be. So, I mean, I think. I, th I think I, you know, more than anything would, um, am I there? No, no way. Am I getting there? Yeah. I think I, I finally am and head in the right direction for that. But I, I think I'd just be excited because I feel like I would be even more productive for the Lord, if you will. Like I'd, I'd, uh, you know, and I think, I think it's just a, a, a day by day. I remember a, a quote that was said, um, and they said, you know, do you believe that you could live, you know, for a year and not sin? This was one of my masters. I think it was Ben McClendon who I first heard this from, from masters. But, and I, you know, and we we're like, no, no way. We couldn't. He's like, okay, how about like a month? No, no, no way. Okay. How about a week? No, no, no way. Okay. Okay. How about a day? And then we start thinking, okay, maybe, maybe we could a day. And, but I don't know. I don't know. That's really tough. And he says, okay, how about an hour? And we're like, yeah, for sure. An hour. And some people are like, no, I couldn't even do an hour. I know there'd be something, some thought or some mistake or some emotion that, you know, we acted upon. Oh, and he said, okay, how about, how about just a minute? How about just a moment? Could you, could you live life for a minute and not sin? And, you know, of course you're like, yeah, of course. I mean, if we're focused, if we're, you know, and he goes, then why don't we live minute by minute? Why don't we live moment by moment? And it's just that perspective of, yeah, I mean, it is, it is possible, right? With Christ, with, you know, by Christ, um, that we can do that. Right. So and I think it's just keeping that focus too. you know, keep keeping that at the core of, of who you are and, uh, what your priorities, your time, your energy, your thought life goes into. Okay. So let's, let's go ahead and maybe talk to our younger audience. Donald, you are thir almost 33 years old, right? Mm -hmm. You're getting old. What would old. you tell your 18-year-old self? Oof, that's a great one. Um, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay? It's going to be okay. It's uh, just focus on Jesus. It's going to be okay. Because I, I think, truthfully, at that time... For a lot of young people, there's a ton of emotion. For a lot, there's pain, there's pressures. I mean, I know for me, I was a wreck. I mean, I was a mess. And the more I spent time with God, the more I realized like that even more so, right? Um, so yeah, I would just say, hey, it's, it's going to be okay. Uh, you're going to get through it. Just spend time with Jesus. And it'll work itself out because another big pressure mentality struggle, whatever word you want to use for young people is uh, the, the worry, the stress about the future, the anxiousness about uh, maybe a, a spouse, a boyfriend or girlfriend, our purpose, our career, the pressures of, you know, and all these other things or what's going to happen here. Or, you know, at the end of the day, it's just like, it's going to work itself out. 
the key is what am I doing with that energy? What am I doing with my life? You know, cause I have, I have two options. I either worship anxiousness and fear or I worship Jesus in the midst of it. And there's been seasons I've done both. And I, I'm more than anything now in my life. I, and this is how I'd encourage myself is, um, every season now I try to make sure that my worship is on Jesus and nothing else, not any emotion, you know? Okay. So now that you're 33, almost 33, what yeah. inspires you? What inspires me? Hmm. We didn't go over these guys. These are all natural. No, not at all. So, so, <laughs> he sorry if there's like a little bit of gap space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry if there's some gap space in the podcast today because um, what inspires me? You know, for a while, um, and this is still a truth, is there's a lot of leaders and people in my life that I look up to. And for many years, that would be the answer to the question. Many years. Um, I could probably name like 20 people, seriously. And oh, I know you've done I it before. <laughs> I've done, yeah. And, and those are people that have discipled me or poured into me or, you know, I think I am, and I don't want to do the whole de- deconstructing thing. It's not as much that, but I, I, and I, you know, that's its own thing, but I think I'm kind of just having like a little bit of a, a recalibration though. So maybe that does fall into that where, I mean, the biggest thing that inspires me is just, um, Jesus and, and that the gospel, the gospel be presented, the gospel be pushed, you know, the gospel be told that story of, of Jesus. And, uh, and yes, I look up to leaders and I'm grateful for them, but, uh, for me, they had, and for, there was a season where leaders became an idol in my life that I went to leaders and other people. And it's, it's, and it's, a it's a really tough balance because I mean, there's like the Proverbs of like seek wise counsel, right? Like there's biblical, um, principles and truths and, and what God's calls to do to use the community of, of believers and, um, to have, you know, leaders in our life. And like, so, so you need to have that. But for me, I, I just put them on a, on a pedestal. And so now I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of pulling that back a little bit that I respect them from afar and I respect some close up and I have that relationship with them. But at the end of the day, um, what inspires me has to be, be Jesus, you know, is just who he is, what he's done in my life. And that has to be the, the number one, uh, foundational drive for me. Okay, cool. All right. We're going to kick it back to old school. Did you ever okay. go to church camp? I did. What's your favorite I, memory uh, from church camp? <laughs> I, um, <laughs> I'll I'll uh oh, this could be bad. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I, I won't tell one story because I, I won't tell one story, but I'll tell no, one. No, it's fine. Go ahead and tell it. No, 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 no. Oh. Gonna, no, no, seriously. Oh, um, I, uh, I, I guess I can tell this one. I, so I got in trouble in, in kids camp, like for church campfire side, shout out to, uh, Megan and her husband. I think they're running the camp now, which is really crazy. Cause she was in my youth group in Easton mass. Um, 
and I think they're actually running the, the, the can I need to go up there sometime, just volunteer or something, but, um, it's in, I think it's in New Hampshire or Maine, but anyways, camp fireside shout out. Um, I, uh, I, I once got in trouble cause I put a, I brought a frog in and I put it on the girls tables. Um, and then I also put it in like, you know, like those old school, um, in the cafeteria, like they're not like the, the water coolers, like Gatorade, but like, they're like the ones that the water kind of runs on the edges. I put a frog inside of that. And I thought it was so funny. And then I was like, I got, I like all my free time got taken away that day. I did. I was like on dish duty for like an hour or something. So yeah, so that that's probably, um, the one that comes to mind, obviously, you know, the games are fun, the snack shop, the services, that stuff. But like when I was a kid, I mean, I just, I, I won't forget the memory of me getting in trouble at, at Camp Fireside. <laughs> Frogs I, I, would, I was, I was, I was the class clown, dude. My, my entire life, I was the class clown, no matter where I was. Uh, that's You're just, just throwing yeah. stuff everywhere, huh? Yeah, I was, I like to mess around. <laughs> you know, what's life without messing around? You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. If it's not harming somebody, I mean. Yeah, it's. What's what's a what's a frog on the table? No big deal. No big deal. No. no, I mean they'll be on the table one day anyway, maybe. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's Have some you ever had frog that... legs? I've not. Uh, I don't think so. That you know. I've been of. to Louisiana. I don't think I've had. Fr- I don't think I have. Maybe, but I don't remember. So only Louisiana has frog legs. Is that what you're saying? No, but I went to Louisiana and had Cajun food. And I know they had it there. I just don't remember if I actually ate some or not. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. All right. Go kind of serious again. What's something okay. people seem to misunderstand about you? Who? Um, uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, tackle this two different ways. So like you probably recent years, I'm very much an extroverted person. And sometimes like my wife's completely opposite. She's introverted. So, uh, you know, sometimes that can be taken of like, okay, he's a little bit obnoxious or whatever like that. And, and really I'm just like super relational and a little bit goofy. And sometimes I can annoy people. So I've, I've learned to, to peel it back, you know, pull it back a little bit. Um, in general. Now I would say, uh, early on, I mean, this is kind of going back to the, my kind of my childhood and growing up and even a master's commission, my first couple of years of master's commission, um, I was the funny guy. Um, and I was, and like in my big high school, my high school was like, I don't know, four, four or 5,000 people it was a pretty big high school. Um, a lot of kids knew me cause I was always in, in school that suspension. I was always school. getting in trouble. Massive. Yeah. Uh, Brockton high baby. Um, but I was, uh, very much. I was known as the the funny, the funny white kid, right? The the goofy kid, and um, and that was that was my uh, yeah that that was my that was my identity. So for for years, that was my identity. People, you know, me being the butt of jokes, uh, me being uh, the funny guy, uh, me being the class clown, and I just I found fulfillment in that. I me making people happy made me happy. But at the end of the day, it really wasn't what God wanted. Now, you know, there's a balance now that I have um, 
I kind of went the other way and I was like super serious and following God. And, and now I've, you know, tried to balance really my personality and, and, you know, who I am, which is, is somebody who loves to have fun and, and, and has joy, but also balance a little bit of maturity with that and, and wisdom. But I think, I think for a while, I mean, a lot of people who might not have seen me, uh, for five, 10, you know, 15 years, uh, they, people remember you for their last experience they had with you. So for some, I was just this kind of immature kid. And so that, that is a lot of times what it stems from is like, Oh, Donald's a goofball. Um, and you know, God kind of transformed me and matured me over the years, to uh, not be as goofy all the time. Okay. Okay. So that's interesting. No, you're always cracking jokes on me. I'm like, oh my gosh. And sometimes they go, whew. That's just who I am. For sure. Yeah. Things go over my head a lot. So, yeah. You you do it on purpose. I know you do. Obviously, because you're the class clown. So, (laughs) okay. Uh, (laughs) Anyways, so. (laughs) Now I'm thinking of Nasty All. But whatever. Uh, I'm just that's in my head. Sorry, it's a joke he does with me all the time. I guess it's an inside joke. I guess, whatever. Um, so you never actually graduated high school. You just got your GED. No, yeah, I got my GED. Yep. I, I you know, probably could have, but it would have taken longer, and I just was ready to go to go to master's. So, got it now done. You know what? You have your GED. You never graduated high school. Mm-hmm. But you're doing pretty well for yourself. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, I think I, I, and I think that's a lot of it's, don't get me wrong. Like God, for anybody in high school. Yeah. You know, make sure you do your high school. And then if, if your career and where you feel like God's putting you lines up with college, do college. Right. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not against education in that way, but, but yeah, God's, uh, God's grace. <laughs> it's by God's grace that he kind of, walked me through some different opportunities and um, different types of jobs, um, both in ministry and business that, um, that, yeah, I've been able to, you know, be okay. So God's good. Cause you know, most people say, Oh, if you, if you do really bad in school, you won't be successful later on in life. You know, Mm -hmm. not everybody's good in school. So, I mean, you're smart. You're super smart. (laughs) Appreciate it. You're smarter than me. And, you know, I don't know about that. I don't know about no, that. I, I am a terrible test taker. I can't do tests. I can't study. I like, I can't do that. That's just not who I am. And, you know, that's, it's just something that, just a heads up out there. If you, if you, uh, if you're not doing good in school, you still have a chance. Just so you know. But, anyways. Do good in school. You still want to try, but if 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 you're trying and it's not working, don't be scared. God's got you. That's basically what I was saying there. So, all right, Donald, one last question. Yes. Okay. What is your favorite thing to eat? Oh boy. Um. I'm going to give you my number one, but then I'm going to give you my, my top three. Oh, okay. So you're, you're just having a bunch of good stuff, huh? 
I, I'm cheating. Yeah. So my number one is pizza. Um, from Massachusetts, we had, uh, you know, thin crust pizza, best pizza for pizza ever was Cape Cod in Brockton. Uh, it's been around for like 70 years. It's now, bar pizza. Amazing. Yes. Thin crust is in crunchy. Um, yeah, well, some are, some's crunchy. It's not always crunchy. It's just thin slices compared to deep dish. Like it's like thin crust pizza, New York okay. style, they say. Oh, okay, okay. Um, you know, that's, that's kind of what, what that is. So, so yeah, so I'd say that. And then go ahead. What are you saying? Thin crust around here is crunchy. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we got New York style. You got thin, uh, thin crust and you get. So more New York style, style then. Okay. Yeah, yeah, more New York. I, I do like deep dish though too. Um, but yeah, so pizza. And <laughs> I know I didn't know about that. When I come to Cincinnati, I'll have to try the uh, the crispy one. I don't know if I've had that. And so. then put some get on it. Getta, there you go, some getta meat. So, um, so yeah, I say I say pizza's my favorite, and then uh, my top three is pizza, Italian, and then uh, Mexican. I love tacos and burritos, and I'm in Arizona, which has a ton of authentic. Uh, Mexican restaurants, which is amazing. <laughs> have you ever so, had a chimichanga? Yeah. I have. Yep. Those are delicious. They are. But yeah. Okay. Cool. That's all I got, Donald. That's all I got. Thanks. Cool. For, let me get to know you a little bit more. No problem. Thanks for hijacking the podcast a little bit. It's uh, it's kind of a fun idea, and uh, we're 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 gonna do some casual conversation anyway. I think Brennan will be. I think hopefully he'll be back next week. We'll see just on, on some different stuff. And then also we'll have some uh, guests going forward. Um, but, but yeah, any, anything else that uh, we need to say before you end the podcast today, Matt? I just say make sure you go check out our TikTok, our Instagram, and Facebook because yes. we're getting ready to start posting other types of content on there that is not on the podcast. So more uplifting, um, encouraging, you know, sharing the gospel and whatever you guys can do to help us push that out to more people is yeah. huge because that's our mission is to reach more people and share the gospel with everybody. So it's not just yeah. so we can get the podcast to be bigger or our social audience to be bigger. It's to reach people with God. So. Yeah. Hundred percent. That's the that's the vision and the goal. Um, and I I really believe that this community are is you know some of the people from this community, right? The temporal eternal community are going to be uh, pivotal in producing those things, creating those things. Like that whole vision of spoken words, like doing poetry, doing those things. You know, all of that. I mean, that's not going to just be from us. That's going to be from different people that kind of have that that gifting and that calling. Um, so yeah, so just be praying for that. You know, if God gives you a vision, uh, you know, please share it with us. We really, we really, um, want, uh, people to hear about Jesus. And we just feel like this is something that God's kind of laid on our heart. The podcast is essential and a, a big part of it, but it's, like I said, it's the foundation, like, like Matt said too, it's the foundational piece and that there's going to be some other stuff built on top of it as well. Um, would love some feedback too. Um, like, uh, you know, what topics, what questions do you have? What would you love us to go over? What type of guests would you like? Um, seriously, like if you could drop that in the comments on YouTube, on any of our social posts, on IG, Facebook, or TikTok, send us a DM on any of those or an email, info at temporaleternal.com. However you want to communicate to us, 
um, let us know, please. Like I mean, we're so flexible. If there's certain topics or um, Bible scriptures, Bible stories, you know, whatever, um, we'd love to hear your feedback, and we will do our best to answer any questions that you have about Jesus, about faith, about about eternity. So, but uh, but yeah, once again, check out temporaleternal.com. Cop a shirt, cop a, a beanie or a hat. And uh, yeah, we will we will uh, be with you guys again next week. Hope you have a, a blessed week this week. And remember, always keep eternity in the forefront. See you guys. Amen. See ya.